0: Hello friends out there. Welcome to another 11pm nightcap. Krista stopping in with a good evening. Um, Today's episode is going to be packed with a bunch of different styles of content. Black Cat stopping in with a yo. Black Cat, thank you so much for stopping in. Good to see you as always. Let's go ahead and get our drinks poured. Uh, You may notice that at the moment I only have the light on for the front. And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is because I'm going to try another little bit of an experimental light today. And part of the reason for the, uh, experimental light today is because I've had a little bit of what I think is a stress tension, whatever sort of migraine headache. And, uh, the bright lights are bothering me a bit, to be honest. So, what do you say? Let's try the experimental light. This is uh, a light bulb that I talked a little bit about the other day. But we're going to turn this one off. Boop! And then we're going to turn this one on. And this is a color pulsing uh, changing bulb uh, that I have. And I think it's kind of neat in the colors uh, that it provides without... Honestly, being too crazy, crazy, you know, you can still sort of see me from the glow of the monitor. And I think it actually does kind of a neat job of uh, hiding the background so that it's not so eye bleedingly crazy. If that's too dark, we could try this move here. Uh, I could turn this as low as possible and change it to a different color but i don't know if that i feel like that then drowns out the i feel like that drowns out the color effect of the light bulb in the background so let's just turn that off just turn that off we're in a little bit of a day with a little bit of some darker today um but it's kind of a neat kind of a neat light bulb it pulses through a whole bunch of various color combinations i think it's kind of neat um, and this is definitely easier on my eyes because the room in here has what you would call a bias light. If you've never heard of bias lighting, bias lighting is basically lighting that you reflect off of a surface so that you aren't ever looking at the direct light source. One example of popular bias lightings is to put LED uh, colored lights behind your TV and to turn that on so that that light shines off of a wall and then that light keeps your eyes in the appropriate dilation without providing a whole lot of strain No, not not light, it's bias uh, or biased lighting like this um, <clears throat> it's very good uh, too if you're doing a lot of computer work Um, To have lights on like that so that you aren't staring at a singularly bright screen With then bright light sources above you So they make some nice ballasts for example for fluorescent lights now That have basically a metal reflector that covers the bottom three quarters or so of the bulb and sort of up near the sides and so that way then the light is designed to shine up Uh, on something that's usually a little bit more of a matte style coating and then that just sort of casts the rest of that light back down without you ever actually looking at the light source so if you do struggle with migraines or cluster headaches, uh, you know, eye tiredness, that sort of thing I really do recommend um, a bias lighting Um, it, it really is good stuff Um, so let's have a drink. I had a horrible day today. I'm very much, uh, on the frayed edges of sanity, as it were. So I apologize if I'm not super laughy, jokey, crazy, whatever today. I know that oftentimes the stream... Is a big outlet for humor and joking around. I don't know if I'm into that so much today, but we can definitely be calm. Well, we can definitely relax uh, and take the time to just chill. And also, I'm going to learn you something. I hate when people say that. Let me learn you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you something. And some of this gets a little technical, but I hope you at least find it partway interesting and it will also clue you in maybe on a few things that you've possibly probably heard from before and you'll be a little more uh, knowledgeable for the better okay so we're getting some nice hearts and some drink toasts there in chat thank you so much for all of that but let's move on over okay so i have this new Uh, Browser that I'm using here and got a little bit of some. uh, Let's try and resize that so that fits the window a little better. Let's do a resize move. That's better. That's better. That's better. There. Now you can read it. So the topic of today's episode was TLS. What's TLS? Well, TLS stands for Transport Layer Security, and this is a very important thing that powers so much of the internet. And what you may know of or have heard of in the past is SSL, um, which uh, the easiest thing to, to, to bring that up where you've seen it is, notice how up in the top of the address bar there's this HTTPS, S, so the S indicates That communication from your web browser to the service is using some sort of transport layer security. And that means that even though it doesn't guarantee that somebody on the other ends can't read it, what it does is guarantee that from your transmission to the server, that that transmission is basically secured so that the message you send and the message you get back can't be observed by somebody in the middle okay so let's just read a little bit of this from Wikipedia transport layer security the successor of the now deprecated secure socket layer is a cryptographic protocol designed to provide communication security over a computer network it is widely used in applications such as email instant messaging and voice over IP but its use in securing HTTPS remains the most publicly visible. It aids primarily to provide privacy and data integrity between two or more computing, uh, communicating computer applications. It runs in the application layer and is itself composed of two layers, the TLS record and the TLS handshake protocols. It is a proposed internet engineering task force standard first defined in 1999, and the current version is TLS 1.3, defined in August of 2018. It builds on earlier specifications developed by Netscape for adding HTTPS protocol to their Navigator web browser. So, initially what you're talking about here is, again, uh, communications like email your phone all of a sudden you might go well why what What? who, who cares what's uh, why is that important well if you had something where let's just say you are hosting a website or hosting a web server and somebody on their web browser is sending messages back and forth to your web server if you don't use some sort of transport layer security somebody in the middle can either alter the data you send or alter the data that you are coming back so that you're getting things that have malware, viruses stealing and reading your data, all that sort of stuff. So in that regard it's very important. And if you go to websites now, so for example again if we go to this URL at the top and we take this S out you'll notice that it automatically adds it back in because most modern hosting sites and services now add in an automatic redirect from an unsecure connection without the S to the one with the S. Now, I know this is going to sound like it's picking on him a little bit, and I apologize for that. But, for example, if we go to Bill's blog, you will notice, well, Bill's Bill upgraded his blog. His blog now has a secure socket layer. It used to not. It used to be when you go, when you went to his blog, you could go to the regular version and you would get this little warning up at the top. Don't ignore that warning, especially if you're going to a place where let's say you're buying something online or you're typing something that's potentially important or whatever the case may be. You want to be very careful when you don't see this little lock. See this little lock? And I don't know if you guys can necessarily see that on your screen, but when you click on it, it will say, Hey, this connection is secure. It's been automatically upgraded, so on and so forth. So it's important. It It is definitely improved and prevented a lot of the stuff that used to get hacked back in the day from getting fucked up. Okay, so... Let's do a little bit more reading on this and why I'm giving you this reading and reading some of this will become uh, a little more to light uh, probably in the second dish half or so of this episode. If I read this too fast or if this becomes too confusing or you have a question about something just please ask. Otherwise sit back with your drink and relax to the sound of my voice. So a description. Client-server applications use TLS to communicate it across a network in a way to prevent eavesdropping and tampering. Since applications can communicate with or without TLS, it is necessary for the client to the request that the server sets up this connection. One of the main ways of achieving this is to use a different port for these So, if you've ever heard of port 80, that's unencrypted traffic, and port 443 is typically for encrypted. Another mechanism for this is to make a protocol-specific request to switch it by making a start TLS request when using mail and news protocols. So for example, email, because you don't have an address bar, when your email client talks to the server, if it's not secure. It can send a request that says, please open me a port and return a connection back to me that has the security. And then the pipeline of data that you're sending back and forth has the encryption. So Krista says, I thought the S was to say it's a secure site. In a generic sense, that is 100% true. The S says that you are using basically transport layer security and that s is also supposed to is supposed to signify to you that the certificate that your computer has requested from the server is a known verified and signed certificate and i bring that up because we get to this second portion So once the client and the server have agreed, they negotiate a connection by using a handshake procedure. Um, This uses a cipher, so again, a hidden code, to establish not only the settings, but a shared key with which further communication is encrypted. During this handshake, the client and the server agree on various parameters used to establish the connection's security. It begins when a client connects and request assert connection and the client presents a list of supported cipher suites so let's just say that's a B and C and the server says well I only have B your client would say okay well then I'll use B and let's just say that in this case the further you go down the alphabet the better well what happens if hackers find a way to defeat A and B And the server says, I only accept B. And you go, no, I need C. Well, then what happens? And we'll explain that in a minute. So from the list, the server picks one that it supports and notifies the client. The server then usually provides identification in the form of a digital certificate. So there are known authorities, companies, that have been certified as providing... Uh, analysis of your support of the security and they sign it basically like going almost like going to uh, a notary public and saying hey my server supports the certificate uh, for security maybe I bought it from you and you signify that this is up to a standard and again that's how that little lock icon at the top will have often information about, hey, who encrypted this? Was it GoDaddy? Was it Namecheap? Is it Microsoft? Is it Google? Who issued the security certificate to verify that this that this is secure? Right. So if you get one where there's like an exclamation mark and says, hey, I don't know who the fuck this is, again, be a little careful. Because what that means is that even though the server has said, Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm secure. That's like telling someone or, or asking someone, Hey, did you uh, did you lock the front door? I'm like, Yeah, 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 sure, sure I did. And you're like, yeah, well, how do I know? You know, you don't necessarily want to rely on trust when it comes to security. You know, you want to rely on verified standards that go through rigorous testing. Okay. So, the server usually then provides identification. It contains the name, the trusted certificate authority that vouches for the authenticity of the certificate, and then the server's public encryption key. The client confirms the validity of all that before proceeding. To generate those keys, the client either encrypts a random number Okay, so that's sort of a, you just take the server's public key, you get the result back, the server should only be able to decrypt it because they have the other end of the key, and then both of them use the random number to give, basically, another number, and they say, well, now let's use that number. So, that's specific just for us. Okay. So you can get further into that about math formulas for how you generate those numbers, but generally that's how it works. It's sort of like saying, hey, here's a key. And then a person goes, okay, so even though I have this key, that's cool. I'm gonna cut a little notch in it and then put a little notch on your lock. And now, even though we both generally have the same key and lock, that's just, that's a little bit unique for us. So again, somebody that might Hack or find out something in the general sense of how to break through well they can't break through yours because you added a little bit of extra spice So once all of that has been done the handshake is finished and now you have a secure connection So it's now encrypted and decrypted until the connection closes if any of those steps above fail Then the TLS handshake fails and the connection is not created remember that sentence That becomes extremely important for what I'm about to talk about a little bit later. Uh, Krista says, okay, thanks. Sometimes you need things dumbed down. I mean, don't feel bad about yourself. This is, I mean, this is information that, you know, if somebody had to talk to me about the inner workings of a car transmission, I'd have to ask questions. Like, this is not necessarily easy stuff. I mean, this is stuff that... Math, science, engineering majors, and everyone else build and work on this stuff, and uh, even though I understand a lot of it, there is some of this that is even just way beyond me. So we, you know, we talked a little bit about before. Um, we use these phones, we use these computers, and we get frustrated when they don't work. And you could go, "Oh, that uh, the Billy Gates and the, it, the amount of complexity that goes into." All of this stuff working and not crashing into a heap is astronomical, if you knew all of what was involved. <laughs> it, it's bonkers that it works at all. Black Cat used to have three domains. She could just never concentrate on one enough right after the economic crash in 2008 and 2009. People decided to buy food instead. Food, probably a better idea, to be honest. Um, I have several domains that I own. Um, I'm not going to share those at this time, but I do have several that I own. Um, It can be fun. It can be neat. So, then you move on. So that doesn't really fit neatly into any layer of TCP IP, which I'm not going to go into because that's an even spoojier sort of thing. So... TLS relies, uh, runs on the top of something else. So it implies that it's a little above the transport layer. Um, But applications, you usually use it like it is for transport. Um, So let's see. As I scan through here, I want to get into some of the stuff that's a little too nutso. Uh, So the history and the development. Okay. So was initially done 86, 1986, uh, with the NSA, the Bureau of Standards, uh, Defense Communication, and 12 communications and computer corporations who initiated a special project called the Secure Data Network System that was described in 1987 at the 10th National Computer Security Conference in an extensive set of published papers. Um... You move on down, uh, it was originally known as a in name, TLS, and sub- subsequently published in 1995 as International Standard. Now, if you go back and you read old school computer stuff, and you read about very early networking, um, Australia in particular was rife with hacking with early internet. And early internet did not have a lot of these security standards. You could intercept stuff. You could read stuff. If you knew where to look and you knew how to step into the middle, you could get all sorts of juicy, juicy shit. So um, part of this is to prevent some of that from happening. Okay. So... Um, you then move on to let's get on to the first one so Netscape developed the original SSL protocols and Teher Elgamal chief scientist at Netscape from 1995 to 1998 has been described as the father of SSL version 1 was never publicly released because of serious security flaws in the protocol version 2 after being released in 1995, was quickly discovered to contain a number of security and usability flaws. It used the same keys for message authentication and encryption. It had weak construction and used a cheap hash with a secret prefix, making it vulnerable to length extension attacks. So basically you just add some extra numbers to the end and the thing gets confused and goes, oh, I don't know. So I guess I'll just let you in. Not so great. It provided no protection for the the opening handshape or the explicit message, both of which meant man in the middle of tax could go undetected. So again, a man in the middle of tax would be, you think you're sending a message to a server. So let's just say you're sitting on your web page and you type your credit card information in a box and you click, okay, website, here's my payment information. And somebody somehow injects code onto that page to say, well, you're actually going to send it to me first, and I'm going to steal that, and then I'm going to pass it onto the server, so then it looks like everything's working properly, except I just stole all the shit out of the middle from you. That used to happen a lot, and it still occasionally happens. Uh, Blackhead says, it's so weird there's a group out there that are the masters of the domain names. Yep. There's a record of who owns and holds and controls all of that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Otherwise, you'd go, how do I know when I type this word in? It goes there. Again, it, it's nuts when you get into this stuff. Um so you talk about flaws in there. Uh so then that necessitated a complete redesign of it. It was released in 96 um the 1996 was published uh the second one was deprecated so ssl2 so we talked about that having security and vulnerability flaws so ssl2 was deprecated in 2011 and so again if you go back and you look at sites and things that were hacked um whether that was hey, you can open this email message in Outlook and it just totally trashes your corporate network or whatever, right? Some of that was because once these flaws get discovered, the hackers typically publish them. Now, some of them publish them because they say that there's a moral obligation to basically show to the world that a thing that people are told is secure is not secure. Others do it because they're bastards and they want to break your shit or steal your shit. So you can separate that into a little bit of what's called white hat and black hat hacking. Okay, so let's move on a little bit. TLS-1, defined in 1999 as an upgrade. Uh, The difference between this one aren't dramatic, but are significant enough to preclude interoperability, meaning they don't work together. So, they renamed this to TLS. Uh, it was a face saving gesture to Microsoft, so it wouldn't look like this was just rubber stamping their protocol. <clears throat> so, um, they suggested that organizations migrate from TLS 1 to 1.1 or higher before June 30th, 2018. So, think about this. We go all the way back to like 85, 86. What was it? 82? And you now have 2018, so that's what, almost 40-some years, whatever, later. And they still hadn't figured out how to make this as bulletproof as it could be without discovering flaws that people knew how to get inside. So every now and then, again, when you read about these hacks, it's easy to point at some of these companies we don't like But they're based around certain standards that get released by these consortiums. And the stuff is so complicated, it's still engineered by people and has flaws in it. So, here we have in October 2018, Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Mozilla jointly announced they would deprecate TLS 1 and 1.1 in March of 2020. Okay, also sort of important. So then you move on to, and I'm not going to read through all this because this gets a little dry. But you have the other versions of what they talk about and what their flaws were. And so again, if you are interested in taking a deep dive on this, it can be kind of fascinating. It gives you the history of the stuff that we all use basically daily at this point. So you move on through and you start to get down to TLS 1.3, so on and so forth. And as you move on down, you see some dates like 2017, uh, 2018, OpenSSL project, support for TLS 1.3, was added in Windows uh, 11 and Server 2022. So the key here is that when you look at some of these, And you look at times when they say that hey they're recommending these things get deprecated and you read about how people discover so they talk about here hackathon that a person hacked it and got through it and and released drafts for the future basically so all the rest of this that moves on down near the bottom starts to talk more and more about the real technical aspects of it. And then there's kind of a neat chart here if you want to go through and look at who all supported what and when they upgraded to it is also sort of fascinating. So, podcast folks, let's take a break. And when we get back, we take a little bit of a departure from the reading on Wikipedia and this background, and we'll get into why I brought this up in the first place. Okay, so why did I bring some of this up? Well, at work, there were some email messages that we got from a service we use that said, hey, we are deprecating our support for TLS 1.1, whatever on this date. So you need to upgrade anything that interfaces with this service that does not support new protocols Because otherwise, as we just talked about in red, what will happen is the client will say, Hey, I need a secure connection. Give me a connection for TLS 1.1. And the server will say, No. And guess what happens when the server says, No. Now, some of these things I made one manager aware and said, Look, we have a note. From uh, this company that says they can detect we're using an old protocol. I don't know what this is, but you ought to go figure this out because it's out of my purview. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. And and his management often does. Maintenance is not exciting. They always want new, 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 new. Okay, I'm just telling you. I can... So we have another thing where there is a, a computer that we have and that computer takes email messages and routes them basically around the company. Think about, think about that. So email that goes to you, your personal address. So let's just say your, let's pick a fun name. Uh, your banana moon at coolemail.com. And you say, okay, but how do you know what computer or mailbox is supposed to get the mail for Bananamoon and not StarCat? Well, email gets sent to a server. The server basically says, I receive through some wild card, meaning, hey, give me everything and I'll sort out where it goes. Right? So think of it like a massive filing and sorting room. So in our company, we have one email address where when you send email to that address, there are other parts of the email message that it pulls out and then says, oh, if it's this, I'll send it over here. And if it's this, I'll send it over there, so on and so forth, right? So there is a product that we buy that does that, right? So you have that piece of software that in the explanation that we read before, would be listed as the client application So, that's a client application saying Hey, some mail server, what do you got? Right? So we also have an email server, and that email server sitting there clicking away. And yesterday, uh, late in the day, I was communicating with a worker and said, We just sent a test message, and no one has gotten it yet do you know if maybe that thing is you know running slow whatever well i'll go look at it okay then it comes back oh well if you send it with this thing it doesn't get processed so add this and you should be fine okay cool now again these guys get beat right like you want to talk about the people who are often just some of the most stressed-out, overworked, burned-out motherfuckers. It's the people that do computer and IT work, wherever you're at. It's typically a not-glorified position. Everybody wants everything to work tomorrow, and think they're just silly trolls who live in a basement, and we're the business people, so, you know, it's all about the business. Meanwhile, there's probably some dude down there who's been awake for 74 hours who's... Eyes are about ready to fall out of his head. He's probably got diabetes because the only way he, he survives is on Diet Mountain Dew and candy bars. And they never want to give those people money. Like they, It's like, yeah, I can just go to Google, type of thing in Google. Why do I have to pay you money? Like, fucking... <laughs> so, I'm like, okay. So, we send another one. And like, hey man, I know you're really busy. But we did this a second time, and I went in and used the keys you gave me. So think of this as somebody opening the door to a garage and looking around in a garage and saying, I know that what you're seeing says that, like, there's cars in the garage, but, like, the car that we just drove through the garage door. It's not in the garage. So, where is it? Now the panic starts. Uh, shit. So, okay, it looks like there's a, a, a little bit of some service bulletin that things are running slow. That's from the server provider. So, I'll keep an eye and keep a watch on it You know, I wouldn't panic So on and so forth. Okay Okay, I got you boo. Cheers So I get in this morning And I say hey uh I have records of about several hundred cars being driven into this garage. And when I looked in the garage, uh, the last ticket, uh, certifying that anyone came into the garage was when I talked to you yesterday. So we're missing several hundred cars is basically what that amounts to. Now you go from slight panic to full-blown meltdown. Oh my fucking God. Because this is critical to the business. So we look in there. Yep, you can send this stuff through and it is just gone. We don't know where it is. All of the cars have disappeared. And also because of how somebody else uh, set this up. There are also 77,000 tickets of vehicles that are in here that we now have to try to sort through to find your hundred. Yeah. So, my whole day gets derailed, Uh, we have to, I have to call and talk to managers and business people and basically explain to them that we have a whole bunch of shit that is potentially lost or missing and we don't know why and it is a huge problem. And now I've got, unfortunately, some other tech people who are now wildly stressed out and also in the middle of a panic and a meltdown because not only are they now behind on all of the rest of the stuff that they were scheduled to do during the day, but they also have a massive failure that we don't know why we are getting and all sorts of shit is missing and they've got interviews and all sorts of other stuff to do and it's just completely fucking fucked. Yeah, dash it's not a fun time. I'm not in a uh, I'm not in a super jokey mood today. <laughs> it was worse than showing a green screen. It was just gone. It's just where the fuck is it at? It's just gone. So I have to skip lunch, uh, because this is a full-blown level meltdown. Uh, none of the, none of the logs that are showing any errors show any errors, which is also super spooky. That'd be sort of like, you set up a security camera outside of the garage and you go, uh, I don't see any cars leaving. I don't see any, like... It'd be like if you had a security camera on your house and you're like, nobody ever came to the house but stuff is just disappearing out of the house. You got like goblins or fucking demons or some shit. So it's bad. It's really bad. We have no indication of why shit is going sideways but we are fucked. We are absolutely fucked. And the problem is we have all sorts of people sending us quote unquote cars and you can't just tell them all to stop because that's impactful to them. And if you do all that and then they stop all that and then you, dude, it's just, it's a meltdown. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking disaster. So my day got totally derailed. I have raging fucking headache. It's for like, this is fucked. It was just such a shitty fucking day. And what was funny about this, funny in a, I'm about ready to start throwing shit. Yesterday, I had a relatively lax, fairly easy day. I was like, you know what? I'd like to talk to some of my friends. I hope some of my friends, and like nobody was around. Nobody was like posting shit or responding to shit. Nothing. Today. I'm in the middle of a full-blown, meltdown, fucking business crisis. And... EVERYBODY is sending me messages! (laughs) I get like, nine texts in a row from this guy with pictures and all this stuff. Like, he's just being nice. Just can't snap at him, but I'm like, That all looks great, dude. Uh, I'm in the middle of something, so I'll talk to you a little bit later. But, dude, what a fucking disaster. Full-blown fucking disaster. <laughs> Instagram's blown up. My text messages are blown up. I'm getting a million email messages. Like, literally everybody was like, hey. And I'm like, oh, I feel like my eyes are falling. I feel like my brain is trying to get, escape out of the front of my fucking head. And the back at the same time. (laughs) And then I had like nervous diarrhea. So then you get like that. Oh my god. What is going to happen? So I had to go upstairs and just unload a nice greasy shit. And I apologize for that. But I just wanted to impress upon you. How fucked up this was. Dash V says I legit sometimes freak out for that reason. I'm bored out of my name. Nobody's free. You know, you're in save me, Obi-Wan mode, and suddenly everyone wants to talk. <laughs> That's exactly how that was today. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, well, everybody just fuck off. All of y'all fuck off. Like, yesterday, I could have talked all day. Today, I'm in the middle of having a nervous goddamn breakdown, and everybody wants to fucking hang out and chat. So, let's start to get to the epilogue of this story. So, well, here's a question I have. If this machine that we've said we've updated and everything is fine... (laughs) <laughs> Dash me says, I've legit ran into phone closets and cried. Yep. I, uh, one time I recall going into the bathroom and basically putting toilet paper over my eyes and just crying for about a half hour and just thinking my life was over. <laughs> I am in tech. You described the anxiety and stress pretty accurately. Oh, so you know exactly what this is talking about. It's so weird that I, have, I know like it, it's this whole energy thing, which we'll have to talk about if, like another day when I'm feeling more chipper. But my tech guys are just, they're shitting themselves. The the one dude is like, I haven't eaten all day. He's like, I skipped breakfast because I had this thing to do. And now there's this. And he's like, I think I'm getting a, like... He has, like, a fucking glycemic... So I'm like, dude, you have to go eat. I know we're in the middle of a meltdown, but you have to go get yourself some... He's like, well, I'll just eat while we're trying to figure this out. Like, if that's what you feel you need to do, that's fine, but you have to get food. Everybody here is going to start dropping. Like, you can hear cracks in their voice. Like, frustration... Again, stuff disappearing, getting dropped, getting lost, don't know what the fuck's happening. So I said, hey, I wonder, the thing that sits there and does this processing, Was the last time anybody updated that? He's like, well, I think it's on kind of a maintenance schedule. I said, well, uh, here's the thing. We need to know, uh, like, let's take a look. So he shows me what he's doing, we start looking through that. And we find out, yeah, it hasn't been updated for a little while. Not, like, forever, but it's been a little while. And I said, well, if that thing is a client that sits here and is processing these messages, wasn't there a bulletin that the server that hosts that is deprecating support for old TLS? And I wonder what happens when that software goes to make a request to that server and if it's not supported I bet you any money it just swallows it and shrugs it's shoulders. And he gets this horrified look on his face and he's like no. it It wouldn't be like that. And I said well it's an error that's not like a application... Pro- I said, are we sure? So then he gets this nervous, like... You know, like shaky. So we check it out. And uh, in one of the updates, from when it was last updated until now, there's mm-hmm. one about... Uh, maybe two versions ago. What do you think one of the change notes or bullets in, hey, here's the updates in the update. What do you think it was? I'll give you a minute to guess while I read the chat. Uh, Dash V comments with an, oh, snap. <laughs> and an, oh, yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> Black Hat comments, I did a lot of work in computers way back, I was fantastic on maintenance I wish I had you on my staff, Black Cat, because uh, it is an area where we're deficient and I've complained about it in reports and often get told to just shut up and go pay attention to stuff that's under my purview which is frustrating to say the least and there's days like today that when they happen, I turn around and say, I know you guys hate to admit this, and I know it frustrates you uh, to no end, and it's a thing I probably shouldn't say, but you forget. Cigar Goyle is always right. I don't say that out of arrogance. It's just fucking true. <laughs> I told him, this is going to bite you in the ass. So, as we find out what happens is that this uh, application had errors because they were using an old version of TLS and the server the provider had deprecated almost up to a few hours from when I sent my test they deprecated so as those servers got rolling updates that moved through they suddenly said if you request Let's use our numbers or our letters example from earlier. If you request security B, I'm just going to say no. I have nothing for you. So this software package, when it would say, Hey, uh, I need some stuff. Like, do you have this stuff? The server would just go, Yeah, no, I'm not saying anything to you. And it would just go, Oh, okay. Okay. So, it was all just... <laughs> and he, and this guy just starts, like, swearing. And he's like, I'm sorry for this man. And I'm like, dude, let it out. Say whatever you got to say. You you can, I, I'm not... I so said, I'm a knock-around enough guy, you're not gonna, like, get in trouble or whatever. He's like, God damn, motherfucker! So, like... <laughs> Dash V says, I get told the same sometimes, even in tech. Stay in your lane. Don't try to run other people's projects. You have a saying, folks say, okay, do you want, but I prophecy. I, I just give a slight smile and look at him. I'm like, you know, I know you hate to admit it, but I'm always right. I did not only be Dash because... This guy was about ready to crack. Um, Printing depended on calibration in every aspect, every computer, every little bit of equipment. Yeah, that's off. And then you print shit and it looks all fucked up. You can't do that. And then you wasted all that paper and all that ink. And that's expensive. So, they install this update. The update... Uh, then looks like it's suddenly solving the problems, and the guy goes, Oh my god! So he says, It is fixed this on the test thing that I'm running it on, everything seems to be good there. You know, this is going right. If any of you have ever worked anywhere with tech people, you'll know where this is going. He says, I'm going to push this uh, to the other main server thing so that we get back on track. I'll email a report out to the business people and you and everyone involved and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like thinking for a minute. Like, okay. So he goes, yeah, I, I, I pushed it out there. It looks like it, it looks like it's running good. And I said, well, you did that but I have a question if that thing before when it said hey I need some stuff and the other server would basically respond with a no when that application asks them for these things is it gonna ask for it, thinking that the last time it got information is right now, or the last time it actually got something? And all the color drains out of this dude's face, and I hear like clicking, typing, and like, he's like, no, 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 it would, it, it wouldn't build, it wouldn't be like that, it wouldn't build like that, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't start processing the. I said, well, uh, we need to make sure. So as he's calling that up, I go to look at one of my diagnostic reports that I have. And as he's calling it up, he sort of shares the thing he's looking at. And you can see stuff filling up. I said, turn that off right now. You just sent out over 700 errant messages and phone calls. Uh, to clients and customers And now the dude looked like he's about ready to just break down and fucking cry <laughs> <laughs> Now to be fair Now to be fair There's a part of me that says Yeah, but I get that if it's supposed to be processing new messages why would it go back and do it to all of the fucking old ones but on the same token you had a thing that had glitched out and was kind of fucked up so you probably should have thankfully we stopped it because do you remember earlier when i said that we had seventy-seven thousand of those missing car of the car tickets Because of the way that this thing was glitched, and because of the way that he had set it back up, it would have went through and sent back all 77,000 tickets. And when he realized that, uh, this dude almost just had a fucking meltdown conniption fit. So then I had to play damage control, uh, for all of this for the rest of the day. We had to figure out a way to explain what happened without too much egg on our face. Uh, yeah, they weren't missing. They were stuck in the driveway. Yeah, they they weren't missing. They were just right on the other side of an invisible wall that you couldn't quite see through. <laughs> And then when you opened it, you're like, come on in, everybody! <laughs> hey, come on in! That would have been an unmitigated disaster. That would have been. People need to take the fall for this level disaster. A um, well, chemical dream stopping with a happy little wagging, flappy anime face, cat hood thing. Oh, chemical, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. Uh, my day was a complete disaster. Um, I feel like shit. I have a massive headache. Uh, I think I'm going to need drugs to go to bed. It's not been good. Uh, Suntrakaze missed most of it. Suntrakaze, I would recommend you go back and watch the VOD for this. You'll probably find it interesting. So, we ended up getting all that sorted, hopefully, and as far as I know. Dash, I agree, but I only have so much authority. I try to be as much of a calm father as I can, and especially when stuff gets the worst, I try to display the most grace. And understanding, because I know, again, a lot of this, like, it's not born out of laziness or incompetence. You've got people that are working horrendous hours who are overly stressed and overly worked, and sometimes the shit just fucking doesn't work. A chemical just woke up from sleeping. Oh, oh, so, oh, me, so sleepy. Did you have nice dreams? You keep them on because they will make sure it never happens again. Well, that was the thing. Now, after we went through all this, he's like, I fucking am now going to build a thing so that this is on a regular maintenance schedule whatever. I said, you know, the thing about this that sucks is this worked for ages. And it was only this TLS upgrade where they weren't going to support the older protocols anymore and somebody should have paid more attention to that but no alarms got thrown because again it just says if you ask for this i just say no you're not getting anything so it wasn't throwing any errors anywhere. Nothing was necessarily blowing up. It was one of the worst kind of problems, which is like a phantom problem. So, uh, Santa Kazak says, one week and we will be home. Oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to see your present. And surprise. Uh, Black Cat says, yeah, cockiness, I think they need to learn about Murphy's Law. Um, there's another one. I used to have a uh, thing of these, like laws. And there's another one that I that I liked even better than Murphy's, but I forget what it is. But Murphy laws, Murphy's law is good. I also just like the. It's not really law, but the hope for the best, plan for the worst. Um. But that guy was so stressed out and was in such a panic. To fix the thing that was wrong to push that fix out he didn't check and so the latter remaining part of my day was basically sweep, sweeping up and cleaning up a giant pile of shit now lee we were released back in the good graces of everything else and all of the quote-unquote new cars that were pulling up to the garage were parking just fine everything was going happy but I had 685 of them that I had to go back and track down and manually repair and fix and reroute and apologize for. And then, when all that was said and done, do you remember the one other manager person who, when I said, "Uh, we got a message from the one client, you know, and he's like, I said, hey, uh, just so you know, this uh, disaster that we had today, that thing that I told you about that you kind of didn't seem too concerned about, that for you will be January 29th. January 29th, there's another service provider that says they will no longer acknowledge such requests and it is not my responsibility to find out where in this business that was coming from but I'm just making a report to you that on that day something in here is going to explode and you need to tell the appropriate people that that's going to happen because this dude basically took it in the ass, and that's nobody wants a day like this. So he kind of had an open mouthed, "Oh my god!" and then takes a pad of paper and he starts writing stuff down. Like, yeah, now it's urgent. Isn't that fucked? <laughs> yeah, I had to play firefighter, he's putting out fire those other people made. Except, not only not not only did they just make fires, but then when they were like, "Hey man, we're putting the fire out. Everything will be fine." They weren't putting the fires out with water. It was actually like diesel fuel and oatmeal. So they just like sprayed fucking napalm everywhere. <laughs> You're like, hey, you should probably stop that. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> OH MY GOD! It's one of those things like I I hate when when you see people that have a stress like that Manager sounds like they don't care until it affects them sounds kind of craptastic how old are you, alchemical? Let me give you a brotherly piece of world advice. They're almost all like that. All. And you aren't wrong that it sounds kind of crabtastic. As a matter of fact, it's super fucking shitty. But they're all like that. Asterisk. You occasionally get, I'm going to say, people like me. I'm not like that. But the vast majority of them are. It doesn't matter what business, industry, company, or whatever, or wherever you at. They're almost all like that. So treat that as a golden, evergreen, nugget piece of information from your old buddy Cigar. Your house is on fire, so call the fire department They show up with flamethrowers and call them an airstrike. And the whole time they're giving you the thumbs up and telling you, HEY MAN, NO NEED TO THANK ME! It's even worse than that though. It's like, the guy's wiping his sweat off his face with a load of shit in his pants, And he's turning and he's like, thank God we got through this, man. (laughs) Like, uh, hey, look over there. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah. And they only like their kind in the club too. They, they feel like they're the secret sauce and they whatever. And anytime you're like, yeah, you probably should have. Well, I'm the manager. You get the reviews, not me. Like no, you actually get a review. You suck. <laughs> you suck at this. <laughs> you're you're bad at it. Actually, this is the thing. <sighs> so yes, uh, this was not a good day for Mr. Cigargoyle. We explored and walked through TLS, transport layer security, and the early SSL and the history of that and how that works both for your web browser and other servers. And hopefully, even though uh, I know some of that gets a little technically complicated I hope it at least illuminates some of you in how your web browsers and computers and phones and all that need to work and the complexity involved in getting it to work so that hackers and all sorts of other shit don't cause a giant disaster. But also, in this case, the danger. You know, people go, oh my God, these things come out with these updates all the time. I hate it. But that's because of the amount of people using this and poking holes in it. You know, you should be thankful. I know it sucks and we all complain when we're like, Oh, this thing's got another update? Well, use this as an example of what happens when you don't update. So, let that be a lesson to you yeah dash that's it's why we have this by the way for those of you who came in late we have this soothing uh, it's a fairy colored light that cha- like. I'm going to hold my hand up here so you can kind of see it but it changes colors it's actually kind of a neat little bulb uh, I have like a migraine uh, from all of this today. So I couldn't handle the bright lights. So that's why I didn't put the forward lamp on and why I changed this bulb. I didn't really want the blue. But I actually think this is kinda cool. Like I, I kinda like it. It it what do you guys think? I mean I know Black Cat liked it. I think King Dinosaur and Krista liked it. But now that they have some other people in here. What do you think about this lighting? I, I, I kinda dig it in a way. It's uh it gives this kind of a soothing Calmish lounge kind of feel to it. And I don't know if we'll do it permanently, but especially until I repaint some of the stuff so it's not just bl- fucking blinding. Um, if you don't update consistently for your computer's security, Alchemical Dreams says, it is like a wall suddenly turning to plastic wrap under your home. It's an interesting, interesting way to put it. I like that. (sighs) What a day. I normally, after this show, package up the podcast uh, and do all that stuff and that stuff, but I am going straight to bed. I'm going to honestly take some drugs and I'm going to go pass the fuck out. Yeah. If I do LED lighting, it should be dim and subtle too. It would blend well with this lighting. I'd like to get some of the little strips and put them on the undersides of these shelves, um, so that I can kind of control a little bit. I mean, it, it it's one of those things like you do get a boost to your visibility when you're bright and clear because people people want to see, want to like, but. I will be working on that. The full blown blight white light bulb I think is a little much. But we'll see. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, playing around with that a little bit this weekend. So we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what some paint in here does. Cause the these shelves and all the stuff in here, all this doesn't need to be all white like this. It's it's too much. Um I was actually thinking of, because I love purple, some sort of dark purple-ish blue. Like a, I think a purple color for some of these shelves and stuff would be kind of cool. And uh, because I like purple and we have the purple background and everything else, that you know, it's kind of cool. Alchemical kind of likes this current lighting. I mean, it, what I also like about it is it makes the curtain in the background kind of just disappear. It makes the background kind of just fade away. Um... And again, this show is meant to be relaxing. Uh, I apologize for not being in the most jokey of jokey spirits today, but uh, it was a relatively heavy day. Um, I don't want to say that wasn't the only mess that I had to deal with today, but uh, I think talking about one mess is enough for a stream. (laughs) We... (laughs) <laughs> we don't need to We don't need to explore all of that Oh, you know what? Let's talk about a cool thing Okay, because I need to I need to finish this because I poured a little more I don't know if you guys saw that Uh uh-huh. Scrubbing bubbles So like I don't necessarily like Putting the tablet in the toilet tank to be pushing all that like, you know, you get like the blue little tablet in the toilet tank. Because like if you don't use those, you eventually get that little lime scale or whatever ring or like fucking diarrhea or whatever your problem is. But scrubbing bubbles makes this new thing that's kind of neat and it's uh, it's like a tube with these little gel packs and so there's a another tube you slot into the top. And what you do is you, you push a little button, and you press it to the side of the toilet tank. And you push it until it clicks, and then you pull it away. And it sticks this little gel circle, uh, and you can put it up sort of under the lip of the bowl so that you kind of can't see it. And it has like a citrus scent, and it cleans the water. So as that water is flowing down to the rest of the bowl it helps neutralize odors, clean out lime scale and everything else. It's septic safe. It's good for I think uh, 3 or 4 weeks and then you're supposed to just put another one on there It was $3 It's $3 and I think the tube has like 12 of the little gel packs on there. So far uh, I think that's a pretty neat product. I think that is pretty cool. I don't want to say, like, I know you're getting old, but, like, there's one of those things where, like, yeah, but keeping your house clean and tidy, I'm very much a man where the more chaos you have and how messy and disorganized and whatever your house is, the more that that's going to contribute to stress in your life. So, I run a fairly tight ship. I like my house to be clean. I like things to kind of be in order, like I'm not so fucking particular about it but like I'm always interested in products like that, that make the job easier but that are of good value and also don't damage anything Oh, Chemical uses the blue hockey puck, see I, I use those for a long time and, and they're they, they seem to work okay and honestly for good value you can buy them at the fucking dollar store they're, they're typically, uh, I can't remember what they're made out of, but there's like a few main ingredients and really outside of that, the rest of them you're just throwing your money away. But I like these little gel stickers. And what's nice about the little gel sticker is that because it's on the inside of the bowl and it's there, it kind of just gives a nice fresh citrus scent. And it doesn't, and it doesn't smell gross. It doesn't smell like overly chemical alchemical it doesn't smell overly alchemical it doesn't smell like alchemical alchemical dreams what do you smell like mm-hmm. i smell great by the way i know you guys can't tell but if you ever hug me please tell me how good i smell i ever since i had damage and shit on my nose and my face like every now and then so like i'm always self-conscious about how i smell But I have like the perfect like I smell so good. And it's not like overpowering, like, oh my god, the guy doubt You hug me, you'll be like, God, this guy smells so good. You'll just you'll wanna just snuggle. You wanna put your head right here and just have me cradle you and just pet your head and you'll be like, God, I just wanna nestle right in his fucking You probably smell of citrus right now since you last used citrus soap. You should wash with some of Kurgan's soap. Kurgan's uh, soaps smell fucking phenomenal. Alright, let's finish this drink. I gotta go to bed. 20 past the hour, it's time to call it. Um, As we say at the end of all these episodes... Stay safe, keep the faith, and update your fucking shit. And all that good shit. And get yourself some rest. It's all right. See you again tomorrow. Podcast, folks. Good night.